When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello, people who care about money, who care about what their money does and what it will do in the future for them, people who care to protect it from the grubby so-and-sos who would take it from them, people who want to build a better future, you have come to the right place. This is the Talking Real Money radio show and then podcast. I am Don McDonald. Tom Cock is over there. We have many, 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 many years between us helping people with money. Many years. And us. we only have two Bit, talking many. days before Christmas. Yes. So you might want to take advantage right. of it. Look at the calendar. Only two talking days before Christmas. That's Well, actually, That's one it. and a half yeah, because we're, we're halfway through today's down. talking yeah. day. So you True. must call us at 855-935-8255 so that you won't do things like people do on a regular basis. They invest in mutual funds. And then they get this big surprise, and it usually happens. The worst thing of all, you get this big surprise in bad market years. So they add insult to injury. You're losing money, and then what, Tom? And then you find out that you have a huge capital gains distribution. Let me give you a couple of examples. These are actively managed mutual funds. So inside of the fund... The manager is buying and selling securities, and right. these are these are gains that he's making or she's making inside the security. Well, apparently, there's a lot of trading going on at the Delaware IV International Small Cap Fund, IVJIX, because year-to-date, it's down 27. By the way, that's a pretty hefty loss in a year where the S&P is down 16 and an all-equity 100% global so, portfolio is down 11. You got so a 45% capital gains distribution. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. You have 46%. 46. And from NAD. that, from that, you're probably yeah. going to lose about a quarter or more to yep. taxes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Or quarter. And then yeah. there's others. They're not, they're not alone. I mean, Columbia, get your large cap growth opportunity fund, NFEPX on the shame list, uh, capital gains distribution, 40% of the uh, the value of that fund, and year-to-date performance, a negative 39%. Well, I guess at least the, the, the distribution's greater than the loss. Uh, that's a joke. Now, why this does bad. this happen, though? Why why does this? There's a reason why this happens. Because there, you mean other than the actively managed aspect? Other than the actively managed aspect. It's because because in a bad market, we overreact as investors. Absolutely. So what happens yeah. is people go to these funds and they go, give me my money back. And the managers yeah. of the fund go, oh, well, wait, we got to sell stuff to give you your money back. And Unlike and, the other fund we mentioned, they're actually going to give you your money back. Yeah, yes. and, and we're going to have to sell these securities, even though it's a bad year. We bought them so long ago, we've got a profit on them. And I do want to mention that right, if you're considering buying an actively managed mutual fund, please don't do so in the next few days 
because many of these distributions will be made generally during the middle part of December. So you could actually go buy one of these funds tomorrow, the 12th, and then get this huge distribution not long thereafter. The on which that would you be, would owe taxes. Yeah, owe taxes, that's the point. So, now, you know, the smart please. move, the smart move would have been, would be to sell the fund. Yeah, exactly. Before the distribution, because you're going to you. lose money on the fund. It's not. And by the way, there's been other distributions along the way. Right. right, but this, right the right. biggest one comes in December. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this and this is this is not new. This has happened for a long. I can remember this happening very well in 2001. Mm -hmm. I remember it happening had, really yeah. well in 2008. Yeah, right. Where people are, are stuck in these funds with these massive uh long-term capital gains and um or short well what's interesting is the, the ivy fund you mentioned doesn't have that high a turnover rate it's not terrible it's about 47 percent. some funds okay. have turnover rates of 200 300 400 percent explain turnover rate that's the number of times the entire portfolio changes so if you have a hundred percent the beginning of the year yeah yeah if you have if you have um a, a hundred million dollars and you have a hundred percent turnover. That means you sold a hundred million dollars worth of securities and bought another hundred million to replace them. That's a hundred percent turnover. Vanguard. And there are funds that do that, by the way. More than once. Yeah. Vanguard's yeah. Total World Stock Index Fund has a turnover rate of six percent. I was going to say five, so pretty close. Well, don't buy and sell much, so you don't face this problem. Yeah, this is just another reason not to own actively managed mutual funds. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. We'd love to help you deal with money better than you have. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yes, we are. And yes, we do on a regular basis do just that. We want to help you become a better investor. And to do that, we want to answer your questions. That's why we want you to call us at 855-935-TALK. And Mary called back from the previous no, hour. Cheryl, Cheryl, no. Cheryl. Oh. Mary wanted to know about the arrived REIT. Cheryl wanted to know about the after-tax investment. No, no, no. It was Mary. Trust me, it was Mary. Okay. Mary wanted to know what the REIT was that you suggested. Remember, instead of the arrived she just didn't oh, get the symbol okay. on the... I misunderstood you. Yeah. Okay, so that is V-G-S-L-X. V-G-S-L-X, the Vanguard... If you type in Vanguard REIT, R-E-I-T. Yeah, real estate investment trust, yeah. Great fund. Use All right. it. Now, thank you for that. You and All Phil right. has been waiting since, Phil. like, last week sometime. I think it was early Christmas. Yeah. How are you doing? Phil, welcome to the show. Yeah, guys? Thank good, you. Good, Phil. Thanks good. for calling. Right, so I got a good one. I got a good one for you here. So, uh, married couple, we're in our early seventies. <clears throat> One's retired. Uh, I'm still working. Uh, about between a a pension plan and two social securities is about eighty five thousand a year. About three point five million just sitting in cash in the bank, and about six hundred thousand sitting in a four hundred one k. What's the best way? We've never been big believers in the stock market and have not invested our money, and we're not making any money on our money. So what's the safest way to pick up 3 or 4%? Okay, first, 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 first. How did you get $3.5 if you never invested it? 
I've saved it and I've worked my butt off my entire life. Howard Lee, holy, you. you're a good, good saver. You. Yeah. Yeah, normally people have that amount. They, they they started saving and investing at a young age. So well done. That's good. Well, so been the some question at hand then is how of investing in real estate sales and that sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, mostly ah. just hard work. Okay, hard work. Yeah, good for you. So again, if you said the word safe, this is always the t- oh. this is always the tough one. I just want to make a little money safe. So I take it from safe, you mean no volatility, none whatsoever. Like zero, uh, yeah, nothing like moving the, I don't down like the stock ever. market. I don't want. I really don't want at this age. Want to take the chance of losing half of my money. You know, and, I mean, the intent is to, if we if we get to fully retire here in the next year, to pull another hundred thousand dollars. Well, Tom, uh, this but, comes down to you know, your I'm, rule, I'm, though. I'm, You're in, yeah. Tom has an investing rule, and I like it. It's don't take more risk than you need to take. Yeah. And right not. now, you don't, you don't to, need sure. to yeah. take any risk. No. So here's what I would do. And you may have to use a couple of banks because you got to stay under the quarter of a million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now we just talked about this at the uh, opening of the program. You can go to a high yield savings, high yield uh, uh, savings account bank. There's one called Basque Bank, B-A-S-C. B-A-S-K. 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 Pardon me. uh, That is paying 3.8% per year. That sounds like you written all over it, Phil. Yeah. Citizens Bank is paying 3.75%. Uh, Capital One is paying three. CIT Bank is paying three point six. So what you could do is split it among these many banks that are paying more than three. You could even sprinkle into that mix a one or a two or a three or a four or even a five-year CD to lock in some of these yields. In fact, I would probably suggest building, idea. taking uh, the six hundred thousand that's in the four hundred one k, and getting that into an IRA and just buying secondary market CDs. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, from Schwab or Fidelity or whomever. So you do have to go to Schwab and open an account, and you could use you could keep some of it, I guess, in the money market or something. And then, as Don said, buy some of these brokered CDs and ladder them out five years, four percent. Yeah, that's a great idea because you're not going to use the money. And that's perfect. Same thing for the three point five million. Get that into a brokerage account with Fidelity or Schwab or whomever, and build a ladder of CDs, and then maybe take a quarter of a million for rainy day money out of that and put it into one of these high-yielding bank accounts so that you've got a quarter of a million sitting there totally liquid, absolutely safe, earning you 3% or more. And I can add one thing. came from our regret of the week last week from the 93-year-old woman. Spend some more of your money. That's true. We did get a regret of the week last week. It was the best. We were talking about regrets in 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 your 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 later years. I'm trying to think, think of a nice way to say, Not old dang, years, we're old. Uh, and, and and her regret was she came on the air. And she said, "My yeah. biggest regret at ninety three is not spending more money. Yeah. Spend your money. It's hard to get out sometimes out of the out of the saving, saving habit mold and yeah. doing the other way. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, good luck to you. Thank it. you so much for Thanks, the call. Phil. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And uh, let's see. I think it's Jimmy's turn. it's Jimmy. Yeah, it is. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, guys. I wish I could say happy Friday. No, it's Uh, happy Saturday. Okay. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Long-term insurance. Health insurance. Long-term care insurance? I'm sorry. What was that? Long-term care insurance. Is that what you're asking about? Yes, sir. I don't okay. have it. I retired right. 10 years. 
I'm in my early 70s. Uh, I'm not going to get I, it. Let him finish. <laughs> it's going to be very, I don't know anything about your health. Do I don't you know anything want, about you. Do you want long-term yeah. care insurance? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Well, no. I called the state number, an 800 number, a year ago. And Linda, who answered the phone, said, oh, you don't need it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do I need it? Do I not need it? And I do have multiple health issues heart lungs i'm so confused okay, no he th i think you're thinking about the state mandated long-term you would not be eligible nor required for that okay is that what you're asking about the state of washington and that's been yeah. pushed back by a year or something too because plus the rollout didn't plus, work it's not going to cover a whole list. heck of a lot anyway no. No, it covers some very small amount. No, I mean, again, I don't think this is something for you to worry about or concern yourself about. Now, as far as long-term care goes, because you mentioned that you do have health concerns, uh, what is how much do you own in your uh, your what's your net worth roughly? Uh, probably close to a mil. Okay, well then, you right now how and you're you're how old, sir? Seventy-two. 72. Okay, so let's say you had to go into a nursing home. Are you married? Yes. Uh, and how old's your wife? Same age. Okay. If one of you had to go into a nursing home, you could, you could conceivably, um, if you lived a very frugal life just on Social Security and maybe a little bit of money from your portfolio, you could probably self-fund and would probably need to self-fund eight or nine years, maybe 10 years, if you're, again, if you're very frugal, in a nursing home. After that, if you run down your assets to nothing, then Medicaid will kick yep. in and you can get the U.S. government to, to pay for some of your care. Um, but uh, other than that, it's what we all have to do. Tom and I are going to be in that same boat, too. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, I don't even listen to weather forecasts here in Florida anymore. This is the time of year when I literally we just don't listen to weather forecasts because basically nothing happens. Nothing happens in November, December, January, February, or March. Nothing. It's just like this is what you get. See the sun? You get that. It's nice. See the warmth? I've, I've, I've been to your place down there it's in what, December. It's I, phenomenal. I never. In fact, Debbie goes, what's the weather going to be like today? I said yesterday. Same as tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. And Ben is up next. Welcome to the, sh the show. <laughs> Pardon me? I don't know ben? what I did. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Hi, how ben. are you? Can you guys hear me okay? We can. Thank you. Great. Uh, so I've got a question about state pensions, uh, specifically here in uh, Washington State. Um, uh, and me even more specifically, uh, the PERS, Public Employees Retirement System. Um, mm -hmm. What What's your opinion? Uh, solvency or um, is it going to be there? They're the, you know, uh, for the near, I'm I'm 62, going to retire at full retirement age, so security-wise anyway, at 67, although I don't know that I will take Social Security until 70. Um, 
because of the pension. But I'm just wondering your opinion. Uh, I know I've been told that, at least here in Washington State, the pension is pretty solvent, and it's not the case in other states. And well, that is true. And yeah. by the way, Washington State, I'm somewhat I'm relatively more familiar with it because I used to interview the guy that uh, ran it for many years and they ran it in my mind, relatively conservative. Now, there's things in there I hate. They have non-traded stuff. They've got hedge fund. They got stuff in there I don't like. Uh, but in a general sense, I think it's fully funded in a general sense. It's managed well. It compares favorably to. We already know the states, uh, Illinois, for example, where they've already had to cut people's pensions after they started drawing them. I don't see that happening in the state of Washington, at least for somebody over the age of 62. As you know, Ben, the demographics of all this become more and more difficult as, as you, me and Don get older and we want our money. <laughs> and these young people, which are not enough of are not putting enough in. That's the bigger problem. So they're going to have to fix this along the way, both in terms of Social Security and the pension. Yeah, and pensions. But again, Tom's right. In Washington, you're pretty solvent. But the fact of the matter, the fact remains. One, I think one of the biggest risks is the fact that they were underfunded for so long yeah. that they are now taking ridiculous risk. risks. Yeah, they got all kinds of... They have I mean, some CalPERS is doing like. some... Yeah. You know, they, they say that they're... they're uh, they're, they have like these 10% targets on returns. I don't that, understand for the life of me why they can't just admit, like everybody else who invests, that hiring a hedge fund or an active manager or whatever, that is fraught with underperformance. Can't they just own a few index funds and, and you should make, should, 6 or 7% in a balanced kind of portfolio? That provides for Ben and others who are going to be drawing on it, but they just think they think they're smarter. And they hire a lot of experts. And uh, our friend Mark Hebner did a wonderful piece on this a few years ago, looking at the performance of these pension funds. It's abysmal for those reasons and the costs that are associated with them. Yeah, they're ridiculous. But um, in, in terms of your personal situation, I think you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. The people I really worry about, and I hear this about Social we, you hear it about Social Security all the of time, course. that Social Security is going to go broke before we die. Um, but the odds are really against it. What is much more likely is that those coming up behind us, 15, 20 years behind you and I, you and me, they're the ones who are going to have much smaller benefits, have to wait a lot longer to collect Social Security, and pay more. Pay more. I mean, I think the cap is going to have to come off. Oh, the cap has to come off. Number two, I think... They're going to push it down. They're not going to be able to get it at 62 because people are living longer than when they designed this 90 years ago. Literally, when they it's, designed it 90 years ago. No, the actual life expectancy in the year they created Social Security, the life average in America was 65 years old. I think that through. We're so 15 years plus. So most people, sure. the, the half of people died before they could even collect it. Now we live way beyond that. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there, Mr. Wonderful here. And I want to do a shout out to some interns that are moving on from Listen.co. I want to shout out to some people who listened to me and bought FTX or put their money in FTX when I did. 
I'm Kevin O'Leary, and I was wrong, but I can afford to lose $15 million. Mr. Wonderful is Mr. Unworthy of your attention. He says he's lost all $15 million the FTX paid him to act as a paid spokesman for the now-collapsed crypto exchange that some have Wait, then, then may te- be fraudulent. Technically, he's not out anything, then, is he? Because exactly, he, ma- he was he paid, paid the money, and yeah, then he invested it badly. Yeah, he uh, promoted it aggressively on Twitter and online. Here's the quote I love. <laughs> just and this, and we'll get into why I just like that crew in general. But here's the quote I love. Uh, quote: Finally solved my compliance problems with cryptocurrencies. He said about. The aforementioned FTX. What does that mean? Well, apparently he he had problems with the compliance in those firms. And wasn't FTX the one that was allowing their sister firm? Alameda. Alameda. Yeah, they were money. They were taking money that was out of that was depositors money. Yeah, they were taking it out and taking it over to Alameda and then using it to make bets on other crypto. And and here's here's the thing. Number one, uh, none of these paid celebrity spokespeople know anything more about cryptocurrency, stocks, bonds, anything than you do. Oh come on! Are you telling me Tom Brady none. doesn't know his crypto? Tom Brady, Mark Cuban, none of the. I mean, oh uh, no! Cuban wait, 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 trade. wait, 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 wait. Come on, wait. Yeah, Matt Damon. Come on. Matt Damon knows crypto. Come on. The future is, what, what did he say? You got to be bold. Take the, the future. future. Yeah. Uh, the fu- you pointed be out, bold and stupid with bold. your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give it all away. Uh, you point out correctly that two things. Number one, O'Leary didn't really lose this money because he never had it. Well, he took money that he made by being their face for the product and invested it in the product. Number two. Even if he had $15 million in the bank and gave it to him and they lost it, he can afford that. You probably cannot. I, I can't. I can't, but he may not be able to either because I got that little snippet of his voice from a service called Cameo. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. You know I love to do shout-outs to Entrepreneurial Vision. He's, oh, so we could hire him to you say, could hire hey, him shout to out, say uh, hi to people. Money, guys. I so love those come guys. on, come on. How yeah, hungry yeah. is he, really? How are his funds doing, by the way? His lovely little, I only invest in companies with big dividends, Tom, because that's where the real, my grandma told me that's where the real money is made. It's a bunch of nonsense. They Again, they act like know-it-alls, and they are not any more knowledgeable. Yes, they've had a couple businesses they invested in. And by the way, Don and I have had a couple of businesses, some good, some bad, and some luck. We got some luck in the ones. I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's the only difference, frankly, in my mind, between them and you if you invested in a business. There's a lot of luck involved in it. Did you know what the name of his funds are? I forget. Oh, shares. Oh, shares. Oh, shares. Oh, shares. Say it fast because you can make it say something else if you want. Hold on. I got to check. He says they're index funds. Oh, what? I'm telling you, he says they're index funds. Well, they weren't at the beginning, I can well, tell you that. He said they're rules-based rules based index oh, funds. Okay. Let's right. see. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Well, how come you can't look them up? Are they not publicly traded? No, they're tra- he, has tr- he has publicly traded mutual funds. I O-U-S-M-X. Okay, let's try that one. O-U-S-M-X. Boop. No results found. Huh. That is really curious. 
He has a make me look it up. An index, a quality dividend index. He says, a small cap quality dividend index. Okay, it's all about dividends. Yeah, it's Europe quality dividend index, and the global internet giants index. But why are none of these ticker symbols? Maybe they're only traded in Canada. No kidding. Maybe. I, I'm truly not sure. Here it is. Okay. Oh, my goodness. $9,007 a share? Huh. Okay. I am really confused. Hi. We'll be back in a moment because the music means it's time to take a break. Give us a call, though, at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I had the wrong symbol for the O'Leary funds. Yeah. There's no X yeah. at the end. So, for example, their their small cap quality dividend ETF is OUSM because it's an ETF. That makes perfect sense. However, all of their funds are distributed by another company. Their, their ETFs, it's just Kevin's name on it. Uh, and they charge... A pretty hefty fee for it a... It doesn't sound index-like to charge you half a percent. Well, plus, it, it's it's his own index. So he invented oh, the index. Oh, okay. So okay. as long as they meet Kevin O'Leary's criteria... So basically, he's the entire investment committee at DFA rolled into one wonderful person. And how much crypto is included in that uh, I don't index? see any crypto in it, oh, but, but okay. all of them have just 100 stocks in them. Just write that Fairly limited, Fairly kind of limited. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. you know, nothing great, nothing bad, nothing terrible. They're better than actively managed ETFs, I guess. Well, that's true. So we'll give them that. Okay. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, and Janice is hanging on. Hi, welcome to the show, Janice. Thank you. Um, my question um, is around your hodgepodge-itis. And it's I a terrible disease. It's a terrible <laughs> disease, Janice. It affects millions of Americans. Well, I, we're starting a charity soon. Subject to that, but so the, is it the type of holdings in the account as well? Does the number of holdings play a part? And would you consider thirty-five? holdings in an account part of hodgepodge well i along with the rest of the hodgepodgeitis research department have spent years studying hodgepodgeitis and it's not really a numbers game it's really just stuff that you throw in a portfolio with no plan no no particular purpose for any of them you just kind of bought them because they were cool at the time and that's exactly what we see on a regular basis is people bring in their portfolios. And maybe in the early 2000s, you bought technology. Then it was maybe some other hot part of the market you got into. But what we generally do not see, and yes, Don, thank you for that wonderful diagnosis. Well, uh, we've that has helped we've so been many working for years trying to cure it. I know. It's, I'd love to see the cure. But the cure <laughs> truly is you don't need 35 funds. No. Because you could do it, we show you on our website, with three. If you want to listen to Paul Merriman, you could do it with ten. Yes, you could even do it with two. Because that could take in all... Here's another thing. If you own 35, I guarantee you there will be redundancy and overlap in there as well. 
almost guaranteed because you own similar type of funds. And probably more in cost than you even know, even imagine. It's probably more expensive than you think. Why, if the, not if, the, the, the portfolio is managed by Schwab, why, then why do they but, do that? Did they pick the funds for you? Yes. So wait, so someone at Schwab you pay them the a fee to do this, and they're putting it in thirty-five funds. Um, well, I, I I didn't pick them. So do you pay them okay. a fee for this service? <laughs> well, I'm sure I, I'm sure I do. And is it more than one account? Is this like an IRA, a Roth IRA? A brokerage account, is it more than one, or is it one account? Yeah, I believe it's just the one account, but I have... Okay, then now I have to... Yeah, that's too many. Now I have to dig. Now I have to dig because I'm just so curious. Can you give me the names of any of the funds in which you're invested? Just one or two will do. God, I'm sorry. I'd have to pull it up on the computer to tell you. Do you remember any of them? You don't remember any of them? No. I cannot think of a single good reason in the world, not one, why any investment advisor worth his or her salt would ever put any of their clients into 35 products. I think that's ridiculous. That's overkill. That's somebody who's probably trying to make themselves look like they're more valuable than they really are because they're always on top of things and finding you the latest hot stuff. But that's only conjecture without knowing more about the portfolio. And Exactly. You, and yeah, go ahead. You need You need to see somebody like Dr. Tom. Who's not a real well, doctor? Oh, it, yeah, the drive-through is no longer open, but I meet you at Walgreens on Friday afternoon. We do telefund medicine. <laughs> Kidding. Yes, you should have you should have an independent, hundred uh, percent fiduciary advisor at least look at the portfolio to say what's going on here. Yeah, because it's too many funds. It's, it's too many funds. You do have hodgepodgeitis uh, for sure, um, but. Again, to the extent of it, how bad the disease really is, you know, whether it's metastasized in your portfolio or whatever we're going to use, we, without knowing the exact funds and really seeing how they fit together, it would be hard to give you a better diagnosis than that. So thank you so much, Janice. We appreciate you calling, and we hope you can work this silly thing out. And I got questions. I got questions I for you. Got, we got time, or are you going to use one of yours? I no, no, no. no. We, we only have like a minute or two minutes, oh, so you better uh, hurry for the okay, break. Okay, here's one. Yeah. This comes from Suzanne in Ames, Iowa. I just started a new job and get $1,800 a year matched, but have to choose one of the four providers, AIG, Empower, Horace Mann, or Voya. I'll see. All, all of them are horrible. Hor hor horrible. Uh, my husband's horrible. job goes through Empower. I think Empower is okay. Don't, em aren't they, don't yeah, but Empower has extra fees and things. Empower would be the best choice. Voya is going to be overpriced. AIG is AIG, an insurance company. Sure. Horace Mann is an insurance company. So go with Empower. Find the least expensive index type fund in yeah. the portfolio. If thank you. And and look. They got to have one or and or tell a them you date fund. Target date fund. Tell them you want to see all of the expenses and charges. <laughs> they don't have enough paper. But it's better than insurance. Yeah, which Voya and AIG specialize in. Well, no, AIG and Horace Mann. Voya is a little bit of everything. Voya will sell you loaded funds. But they make more of their money from insurance, I'll bet you. 
they do sell a lot of indexed annuities and things. Yeah. Which I hate. Um, and I this is this brings up a real problem with particularly my guess is with those choices, she works in a nonprofit. Oh, yeah. She works Absolutely. for a school district or a hospital or something like that. This is a Overpaid, 403B no plan. This is a 403B plan. And 403B plan trustees are notorious for making horrible choices, particularly for teachers. They're among the worst. And as a matter of fact, teachers, your very own union, your union is actually in well, if you're the NEA, is actually in the business of profiting from selling overpriced annuities to you in your 403b plan. We've They're, talked about this before. They, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is unconscionable. It is unconscionable, and I am shocked. I know teachers are busy. My daughter was a teacher. I know it's a horrible existence sometimes, and I know the pay is pathetic. But teachers need to. I was to, kidding about the high pay. They yes. need to rise up against these people who are really profiting off of not only profiting off not paying you enough, but profiting off your investments. It's deplorable that your you in- union profits off your investments. And they end up putting a lot of people in annuities they have no business being in as well. Yeah, and then they got their buddies, you know, who sell uh, through AIG, which used to be Valak or Horace Manor or whomever, Thrivent, and they're all making big, fat commissions. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. We are really concerned about the uh, the the terrible effects that hodgepodgeitis has on so many of you uh, that we've been advertising, trying to help you understand it uh, and and find the cure. We want to find the cure for hodgepodgeitis, and we think we found it in the form of Doctor Tom Cock. Not a real doctor. You- he doesn't even play one on the radio. <laughs> Not even close. We'll help you. We will look at your portfolio. We'll show you how much you own of things, how much you're paying for them, how much risk you're taking, and guess what? We do it free with no obligation. No sales pitch either. Really, no sales pitch because this is our penance for all those years when you know I was a stockbroker and stuff like them. that. Yeah. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 